Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Shazam, the podcast for all things DC. I'm Ben Riley. I'm Scott. I'm Garrick. And I'm Jeremy. And this week, well, let's, uh, first of all, it's Jeremy's first week on the uh, podcast, so why you go ahead and uh, yeah, introduce yourself? Well, as I said just a moment ago, my name is Jeremy, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a DC kind of guy, you know, as Scott had put it in an earlier episode, I am a big Superman fanboy, uh, and always will be, I'm sure, so. You're in the right place then for <laughs> DC. Yeah. Hi, bestie. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 not actually met Jeremy. He's a. Uh, yes, you have. Um, You've met him before. We've gone to a couple I, movies I have? together. We. We. Oh, okay. We went to see wow. Iron Man three together. <laughs> that was that was a long time ago, so I can't be held accountable for forgetting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of a jerk move. But I'm okay. I'm a very anyway. debatable person. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I saw you, I would probably recognize you. I just I'm terrible with names, so there's that. Okay. That's what we get um, for <laughs> phoning in all of our dialogue. <laughs> That's right, ladies Very and much. gentlemen. If you couldn't tell, none of us are in the same room. Some of us are even in different states. You spoiled the illusion. I'm sure they had no idea. Oh. <laughs> All the you know delays and talking over each other that yeah. that they wouldn't they didn't catch on. Mind the fourth <laughs> wall. All right, so this week, um, you know, last last week on Shazam, we talked about the upcoming DC movies. So this week, let's talk about the plethora of DC TV shows because there are a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're pretty so, awesome. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And and we'll try. We we should uh, try to avoid spoilers as much as possible, just in case anybody hasn't watched them all, because there are a lot to watch. Right. Personally, I'm still catching up on Arrow. Um, so, fair warning though: potential spoilers ahead. Mind yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might. We'll try to out. stay. We'll try to try to stay away from anything you know along the lines of. So after such and such died. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so uh, I guess the first one we talk about, um, is anybody following season three of Arrow oh, yes. presently? Oh, that's me. Yes, I am. Uh, I, have, so, uh, I have watched probably a grand total of four episodes of Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're we're in a similar boat. I'm almost done with season one, so I'm getting there, but uh, not quite there yet. Mm. Missing out. <laughs> yeah. I'll get there, especially with The Flash. I figured I had to watch it, but... So, you you two have seen it. Any opinions on season three thus far? Um, I think it's they're doing a pretty good job. Um, there's this uh, you could say an uh, an arc going on right now where they're trying to find a killer, and uh, it's really bringing out stuff that uh, that that. That's really, um, in my opinion, growing the team and helping them mm. bond more than in the past two seasons. And um, yeah, I think it's re- they're doing a really good job. Yeah, uh, Arrow uh, was just the kickoff of their DC TV universe, and uh, you can they've had so many different characters on there. Um, obviously Barry Allen and he got his own show which is great and then uh, mm. we've had we have uh, oh, the Adam uh, what I, his name his Ray real Palmer name's, yeah he's in there now in the season three uh, we've had some hints of Black Canary and Arsenal is um, just in training right now and it's great We've seen already on the Flash. Um, we've seen Arrow on the Flash. We've seen Felicity. How, how, and I know Barry Allen debuted on the uh, on the second season of Arrow. I think it was. But um, this season of Arrow, have we seen any sort of Flash crossover yet? Um. Uh, spoilers, obviously. <laughs> but in the in the in the Flash series, Felicity actually crossed over to um 
Felicity from Arrow crossed over to uh, to the Flash series for a little um, uh, visit, I guess. <laughs> and um, and that was pretty interesting. And uh, for the sixth, I believe, episode of um, Arrow and the Flash, we're gonna have a crossover where it's. I guess it's called uh, the, for the Flash episode. It's called um, Flash versus Arrow. Sorry, that's the eighth episode. But yeah, it's Flash versus Arrow, and it's a two two part uh, event, two two episode event, I believe. And um, and it's gonna be really interesting, in my opinion. I read a I read a synopsis that um, on it. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, um, just the Flash, um, as far as the Flash goes, it's. I think they've made a great Barry Allen choice, and um, <laughs> this is probably a discussion for another time, but I, I just so wish that they would have him come on, on to the movies as well, because he's, he's a great actor as Barry Allen, and yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> and Stephen Amell, too, as Green Arrow. Uh, he's doing a great job. Speaking of which, though, are, are we ever going to get him, you know, are they ever going to start calling him They're Green getting Arrow? closer each season. Uh, in the first season... <laughs> it was, what, the Hood? Yeah, it was <laughs> the Vigilante, well, and then the Hood, and now they're calling him the Arrow, so... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, Felicity, Oliver, and John Diggle come to Central City to investigate a case involving a deadly boomerang. Ooh, Captain Boomerang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and they find a guy named Roy Bivolo, or uh, I don't know, I don't remember his name, but I think he's called uh, Rainbow something. Because <laughs> his name is actually Roy G. Bivolo. <laughs> I've, I've heard of this character. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, Rainbow something. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Raider. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, now, is he one of the rogues or? Uh, he's kind of a, a, a. I think he's kind of a more like a. Yeah, yeah, I think he is a rogue. Uh, he did fight a, a bunch of other people besides Superman. Not Superman, the Flash, but um, <laughs> but I Same think difference. He, I think he does. Uh, <laughs> keep two just the flash and something happens and Oliver gets mad at Barry Barry tries to prove Oliver wrong and stuff bad stuff goes down so kind of shifting gears into the flash I that is one that I've been following so far and I really like that show it's definitely not the same type of tone as Arrow even though they exist in the same universe but it's yeah. They're really they're not hesitating to really pull out some of the you know what might have historically been considered too cheesy for TV characters. I, oh yeah, like which I, I like. Yeah, I <laughs> like actual meta humans. Right. I think it's the closest thing that we've seen to a comic book actually on TV as in live action, not so much mm. the cartoons obviously, but Right. I agree. Something that's not Batman too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem I have with the CW uh, DC shows is that they are very much CW shows. You can really tell that the that the station and the studio has had a pretty heavy hand on it. It feels it's very much pretty people having pretty people problems a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, so, I, have, I, have that, I have that problem with Arrow to some degree because it's like constantly people arguing over... You know who's with who, and uh, yeah, you know it's... who's mad at who, and everything. But the Flash hasn't. I I, I haven't thought it's been as bad as far as that. It has eh, a little give bit. Give it time. It's, it's, it's pretty more young. Comic but... stuff. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Which he likes Irish. Maybe, maybe they're. Uh... <laughs> maybe they're. Um... Uh, maybe they learned a lot from how long Arrow's been on the air, and they're kind of starting to avoid that with the Flash. But um, what I have seen of Arrow, which is kind of limited, but I, I've, I've been able to jump around a little bit because my roommate's actually re-watching through the series, 
Um, and he he agrees too that there's there's just a lot of unnecessary TV soap opera ish drama that doesn't oh, really yeah. need to be in a in a TV show about a guy running around being Robin Hood for a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, which like every other week, it's <laughs> like, oh, I have to keep this secret from my family or they'll die. Oh, I gotta tell them the secret because they'll die. Well, <laughs> oh man, Thea did something really stupid. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> probably going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's just, uh, and that's that's kind of why I stay away from the CW shows. Now, I've heard a lot of really good things about Flash, um, and what I've read about the uh, on the news about what's coming up, and uh, they're gonna actually show Reverse Flash and. Um, that and that they are kind of sticking to the campy comic book feel, which I think we've really been lacking in recent years. Um, that gives me a little bit of hope, and maybe eventually I will pick up on Flash. I'm just I'm immersed in so many other things that it's hard to balance my time between all these TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, like I told Scott earlier, I'm my, I'm behind on The Walking Dead, which doesn't usually happen, but there's just so many shows to watch. Yeah, can't keep up with them all. They're really starting to pile up. And uh, speaking of more shows, Gotham is one that I was very hesitant about going into it. You know, all the preview, all the things we had heard about it going into it, yeah. seeing that he wasn't going to have a mustache. <laughs> um, <laughs> or a good Just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, name changes and everything. But I've, I've been really pleasantly surprised by Gotham. Yeah, I think we were all initially at the beginning, oh, let's let's make a TV show about a city without the city's most interesting character in it. And let's see how that goes. But it's um, Jim Gordon. <laughs> it is Jim Gordon. Yeah, I think Gordon. that's the thing. They, we underestimated Jim Gordon as an interesting character. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of us forgot about, like, there have been comic book series focusing mm-hmm. solely on the Gotham City Police Department. And yeah. Gordon's always kicked a major amount of butt throughout his history. So... That, that is one show that I've been pleasantly surprised with, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it was uh, Penguin's Umbrella, Episode 7, which was the, probably my favorite so far. There was just so much going on, and it had Zazz in it. Oh, yeah. So, so great. <laughs> Zazz. Speaking of which, interesting fact, the guy who plays Zazz on Gotham also played The Mist on The Flash, so he's yeah. like all over the place in DC right now. Yeah. Good thing this. Is it, Garrick, have you watched the Gotham? Uh, no. I've watched oh, all the way up to right before Penguin's Umbrella. I'm, I'm oh. trying to get in, get back to it, but I, I've been busy too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a few episodes behind. I think the last one I saw was the, the weather balloon episode. Oh, that was a really uh, good. One. Or maybe, maybe the one after it too. I, I can't quite remember, but I've been playing catch up with Sleepy Hollow. That's, that's my guilty pleasure right now. Uh, <laughs> interesting show <laughs> which as uh, on a non-comic book related note you guys should watch sleepy hollow it's really good <laughs> i don't need more i don't need more stop <laughs> an interesting thing to know is I guess actually Harley... wait i take that back it is, i'm sorry i'm gonna step on you again um it kind of is comic book related because there's been a four-part miniseries that i saw show up at my local comic shop so there is a sleepy hollow mm-hmm. comic book now that ties in with the tv show Ooh. So there's one more to add. <laughs> um, an interesting thing to know is that it seems that Harvey Dent's going to be joining the Gotham cast soon. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I think that's this week, so tomorrow night. Yeah. That'll be cool. Ooh. I, I really, one of the, the things I really like about Gotham is um, it has the really in- they're really nailing the whole mob politics things thing, which was really interesting in the Long Halloween and the Dark Knight, and they just they seem to be doing a really good job. Even if it is really weird seeing Angel Batista from Dexter as a mobster, but <laughs> yeah. But I, I really, especially the uh, Falcone, I think they picked the perfect guy to play oh, him. So I love how that. everyone just thinks he's this old idiot, and it's clear. That he has this yeah, master know. plan that it's all going to come together sometime. Yeah. yeah, he's good. And actually, this the Penguin's Umbrella is the first episode where I really liked Bruce. He's <laughs> kind of annoyed me in the past with this sort of, you know, oh, I'm super smart and super intense and angry about everything. <laughs> but in the past episode, without spoiling what happens, he won me over and Alfred definitely won me over. 
So I liked Alfred. Yeah, Alf- Alfred is. Hmm? I I liked uh, the guy who play who's playing Alfred and the way he's doing it. I mean, it's not the Alfred uh, DCers are nor- are are uh, used to like the Alfred that. Well, it's, it's definitely the Earth One Alfred. I yeah. Would say. Like he he gives his own opinion. He gets upset. I like it. Like mm-hmm. he he's acting like more of a parent than he is a butler. And right now, I think that's what Bruce really needs. If anybody hasn't read Batman Earth One, at least volume, I haven't read volume two, but I don't actually know if it's even out yet, but volume one, it's, uh, some of the elements of Gotham are based on that, and it's a really interesting story. It's, uh, (laughs) Alfred is the one who, uh, teaches Bruce to fight in that universe. He's, you know, not the same Alfred from, that we're used to from the other movies and the traditional comic books, but, um, so yeah, I'm glad they went with that approach. It makes Alfred a more interesting character. And he's he's pretty cool. Uh, Eric, you still there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Seemed like it just broke up for a second. Oh, sorry. just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, um, other than Gotham, we have um, I think the last one is uh, Constantine, yes. which is probably my favorite of all four. I'd have to say the Flash is mine. <laughs> I would agree with I would agree with Ben that I think Constantine is the best thing DC's got going for it right now. Um, it's a new, fresh idea. Um, the I think the occultism element really adds to it. I, I like it a lot um, because it kind of parallels Sleepy Hollow in a little bit. Uh, Sleepy Hollow's into its second season, so it's kind of got the jump on that market in the television niche, but. Um, seeing a property that hasn't really been explored very much in kind of mainstream DC um, plus casting uh, Matt Ryan is just the perfect looking acting actor for John Constantine Um, and he's just done a phenomenal job with the role of course you're a little bit biased towards that whole area of the comic book universe oh i agree um i'll, I'll say it right now the 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 dark books for the new 52 are arguably the best stuff that dc's been publishing and they're systematically canceling all of them which makes me really upset oh no <laughs> but yeah um if you haven't if those listening haven't read them justice league dark uh dial h and swamp thing and dead man um jonah hex up there with them uh, most of them have been canceled already. I'm pretty sure Justice League Dark is still going. Uh, Swamp Thing is on its way to getting canceled, which I, I might riot because of that. But <laughs> um, the 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 Dark books have some of the best stories that DC's been putting out with the New Fifty Two since since the beginning. Um, Scott Snyder wrote for Swamp Thing for its first nineteen issues. He's been writing the Batman books too, and both Doesn't series. Do Aquaman. I think he's I think he's had a stint on Aquaman. Um, I think he did Supergirl for a little bit, or that might be Charles Soule, who's writing for Swamp Thing now. Um, both, both though, incredible, incredible writers, and they've gotten a lot of commendations for their work on Swamp Thing and Batman. Scott Snyder's work on Batman has been amazing. But yeah, um, I, I guess that's all. I could I could ramble on for a while about that, but <laughs> the fact that they're that we're getting a TV show that's touching on that aspect of the of the books is really is really great, um, and we know the the first season story arc for Constantine is basically being taken straight from his first appearance in Alan Moore's Swamp Thing books, and the Saga of the Swamp Thing is where uh, Constantine had his debut um, before he broke he branched off into his own books uh, Hellblazer, and um, without saying too much about the latest episode. Um, I believe it was episode four was taken directly from the first issue of Hellblazer with a, a few minor a few minor tweaks for the episode but almost verbatim uh, that episode was based on well, the first issue yeah, I still haven't seen the newest one but I am loving the show does anybody else here follow that one or? yeah I am it's really good they're doing a great job uh, I heard that uh, some people are um, uh, were upset when uh, I guess they announced Constantine wasn't going to be a smoker, and uh, I I see that they they really did find a common ground where the people who didn't want him to be a smoker and the, everyone else 
are kind of like I don't I don't think there really were a like, whole lot of people who said like oh he can't be a smoker because that's that's a pretty big staple of the character. The reason why there's some weird network television rule that you can't show somebody smoking on primetime television, but they've I think they found some really clever workarounds. For yeah, that. they In did. The pilot, we saw him you know just kind of fiddling around with a lighter. Um, there's been a few where we've seen there's been a few cutscenes where we see him snuffing out a cigarette butt or he started to put a cigarette in his mouth and then gets interrupted. We never see him actually smoking, but there are a lot of tip-offs that he either just was or it was getting ready to. And yeah. that, that's that been pretty clever on the writer's parts to work that in there and try to keep that aspect of the character true. We just acknowledge that you can ki- have your characters <laughs> kill people on TV, but you can't have them smoke. Yeah, I, I, don't, just, I, I find don't, that interesting. I don't really understand <laughs> that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, but it is a really good show, and definitely, you know, if you haven't, if anybody listening to this hasn't watched it, please go watch it, because they need the ratings, um, if it's going to survive, especially it really deserves to survive. Especially in its Friday slot, time slot. Friday yeah, shows so don't, that... don't have a habit of surviving, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, that was, I don't, I'm not quite sure why they picked that time slot for it, it's late in the evening on a Friday night. But I don't think they had a lot of faith in it going into it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's sad. So, yeah, but I hope it makes it. It's a really good show. And that's all the ones that are out right now, but we have significantly more still coming. Um, uh, the next one that's going to come out was supposed to start this fall, but it got delayed till uh, mid-season next year, so like around January or February. Um, it will be iZombie. Which is, I would imagine, one of the lesser known. I know DC absolutely titles. nothing <laughs> about iZombie. <laughs> Same it's here. Basically, I, I had to look it up. It's it was a very short uh, comic book series that got canceled after like twenty three issues about a girl who becomes a zombie, but as long as she keeps eating people's brains, she retains her intelligence and doesn't like decay. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be an so interesting thing. premise. <laughs> I think that'd be that'd be an interesting counter to The Walking Dead. I think. Right, and that's probably why they're doing it. They probably even you know, went to DC. Do you have any Do you have any stuff about zombies we could show? <laughs> I don't think that's a that was a good plan. Not because uh, because it's a bad premise, but I really feel that the zombie craze is starting to die down. Hmm. If that that might just be me, but yeah, it just seems like it is. I could kind of see your point with that. I, uh, Walking Dead is doing better than it's ever done. The rating, it's been setting records this season with its ratings. So that, that fan base is still going strong. But yeah, the overall zombie hype, I think, has died down a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a bit biased there just because I, I'm a huge zombie fan since I was into The Walking Dead before the TV show even started. So for me... <laughs> oh, you hipster. Yeah. I, I, it's, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I liked zombies before they died. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's just a, a little hard to figure out. You know, people say, "Oh yeah, the zombie trend is dying down," <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? I oh okay," but <laughs> um, no pun yeah, so intended, that, of I course. <laughs> oh, uh, huh, yeah, uh, that one. I think it's dead on arrival. <laughs> oh, dang, <laughs> puns. Um, just because they're not. They don't seem to be putting much life into the advertisements for it. It's, it's not, <laughs> I'm trying at this point. <laughs> it's not a title that people are that much aware of. So. Yeah, I mean, I, before uh, a few, uh, before a podcast or two. Before ago, a few I minutes ago, I didn't even it. know about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, and where they delayed it until mid you know mid season to start it it's just they're not giving it much of a chance yeah. no and i think i think that's indicative of like what dc's been doing overall they're kind of just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks um yeah I, we've gotten some good shows out of arrow if you're into that and the flash has been really good constantine is really good but underrated uh i zombie got pushed back uh Supergirl, Krypton, uh, I'm sure we'll get into these later. Teen Titans, or Titans, I should say, is what they're going to end up calling it. Uh, it's, really, it's really a 
Yeah, it's really eclectic what DC's been trying to do. And given the fact that they're um, so spread out over multiple channels and multiple studios and none of it is really tying into any of the other shows, let alone the movies, um, I, it just doesn't seem like they have a very cohesive plan aside from market saturation. And that's that's where I think Marvel is doing it right. Uh, they're, they're sticking everything either on Netflix or ABC and all of it ties together with everything else. And yeah, maybe DC just wants to be like, oh, we don't want to be like Marvel, but clearly Marvel's got their stuff together and they're doing it right. And I, I still think DC could take a lesson or two from Marvel's setup. Are they going to be accused of copycatting? Yeah, of course, but it's been 70 years of that between both companies. Um, right. I think most fans would rather see all of it tie together cohesively than what we're getting right now. Yeah. The, the only thing that is kind of nice is that, you know, we're going to see, we get to see different versions of these same characters, which could be considered repetitive, but I don't know. I enjoy seeing the the different ideas, you know, that people have for these characters. Yeah. There's there a supposedly a rumor that, that, uh, the studio might try uh, connecting the Arrow universe with the Gotham universe on Fox um, because uh, there was a uh, a shot of a Queens Consolidated, Oliver Queens uh, company in, in the Arrow series there was a Queens Consolidated building in an Arrow uh, in, in a Gotham episode and there... so I feel like that's just it's part of the same, you know, overall comic Yeah, I don't universe. see how that would really, could. really work because Bruce Wayne's a I... kid, so, you know, by the time he becomes a Batman, uh, everyone's already, like, 20 years older than he is. And, you know. <laughs> well, it could be, like, a prequel series, you know? Like, yeah. uh, he's, he's 12, Arrow's 12 <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Only... The only problem is with Gotham, it has that sort of technological ambiguity where it exists kind of sometime between 1970 and 2014. Yeah. So they have, like, you know, modern technology and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't be a huge deal if they really wanted to push them together, but... And then you have the whole Zaz and the Mist being the same actor thing, but that... I don't know. <laughs> twins, man. It's twins. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, then after... Uh, I Zombie. The next one is going to be Preacher, which I've heard a lot of good things about. I've never read it. Wasn't there a movie recently based on Preacher? Maybe. I've got the uh, <laughs> uh, page picked up. Yes. Here. Yeah, film adaptation. Yep. Um, oh nope, they abandoned it. Oh. It never got finished. Awkward. So. <laughs> Bummer. Yep. But yeah, that'll be the next thing that comes out is Preacher, which, like a lot of these, is Vertigo, which is you know owned by DC. But as far as I understand, but yeah, a lot of them are Vertigo in it. I mean, recently they've really tied in Vertigo to the DC universe, like Flashpoint. the 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 big event for DC was really both a reboot and to tie in every one of their uh, I guess you could call them off-standing comic series like Vertigo and whatnot mm. <laughs> and it, it, like uh, characters from the other uh, series were brought into the DC fold and so maybe it's kind of a play on that like they want to use their Vertigo rights to make stuff but they're not using well-known things, so they're kind of hurting themselves in a way. <laughs> like I never. Yeah, under I feel like there's. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say I. Th <laughs> I feel like there's so many well-known DC characters that they're just not using, but then they're going for stuff like Eye Zombie and Preacher is popular from what I understand, but it's just. I don't know. It's an interesting, some interesting choices. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just. I don't know. I never understood the idea of, of starting a series or something that's not 
well known when you when you have the chance to make something that is well known and then not only making it out of something that's not well known also not advertising it very well like an eye zombie i just don't understand yeah. that it's it's almost they, like dc's too timid to like really promote their stuff because they're like oh are people gonna like this some people don't really know what it is but we're gonna just kind of put out whatever we can they yeah. it, it seems like they're not very committed to bringing stuff to their fans which really bothers me yeah me too and they they could be trying to pull the the marvel guardians of the galaxy playbook out where you know not very many people knew who rocket raccoon was and they could be just trying to shotgun these franchises out that ha- aren't really well known and it's just too soon for that i think yeah i think the key to that was that marvel put a, marvel studios made nine movies before that to win people's trust yeah <laughs> there there was precedent but <laughs> Yeah. Um, so after that, we have Supergirl, which intrigues me in that Man of Steel set up a possible Super Super uh, blah, 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 Supergirl, you know, storyline. But I don't know if this will be part of the DC Cinematic Universe or a totally separate Supergirl. I think if they were gonna have any of these shows connected to the DC Cinematic Universe, it should be this one because. When you get into Superman, into a live-action show regarding Supergirl, it gets kind of messy. Because we we had to answer, we had to ask these questions like, is this is this Supergirl already established uh, when the pilot rolls around, or is she just coming to Earth? And if that's the case, then obviously we have to have a Superman to teach her how to control her powers and teach her how to speak English. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting how they handle it. Yeah, I agree completely. And plus, CBS is really known for their, like, dramas or their comedies. And sometimes they don't really balance it very well. Like, their dramas are very dramatic. And their comedies have only snippets of drama where it's funny. So, I wonder how they're going to roll with Supergirl. Like, have it overly dramatic or just altogether funny yeah i personally i don't know that much about supergirl other than she's his cousin right superman's yeah. cousin. yeah yeah usually usually there's there's <laughs> been a there's been a few different interpretations but uh the one that stuck around most often is yes she is she is her cousin there was one where she was like some kind of energy being that was somehow put into a physical body and uh it, Apparently, we don't really that talk about that. kind of 90s. Yeah. That sounds kind of 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so. we, we've, we've tried to forget about that. <laughs> um, but I've, I've got it pulled up right now. Um, Supergirl uh, is being uh, one of the executive producers for both Arrow and The Flash. Uh, Greg, Greg Berlanti is on with it. Um, it's being written and produced. Jeff Johns is supposed to be attached to it. Um this is interesting. The series is currently untitled, though titles under consideration include Super and Girl. So... <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh, the, the, what we know of it so far, it says, the, the series will see a 24-year-old Kara zor embracing her powers after previously hiding them. The series follows Kara, who is taken in by the Danvers family when she was 12 after being sent away from Krypton. Uh, the Danvers teach her to be careful with her powers until she has to reveal them during an unexpected disaster, setting her on her journey of heroism. Kara has a foster sister, Alex, who tries to learn as much as she can about Kara's Kryptonian culture. Alex works for a secret government organization. Uh, other characters set to appear in the series include Cat Grant, Jimmy Olsen, Winslow Winshot, and Hank Henshaw. Oh, very interesting. So does that technically make her name Kara Danvers? Um... That, that, that's an uh, in, that's a that's an interesting observation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, hmm. Now that is interesting because usually they have her set as she's been in suspended in animation for thirty plus years until Superman finds her or 
Yeah. Some yeah. disaster happens yeah, and she awakens. And... Yeah, there was some weird time gap. Like, she got stuck right after Krypton exploded and then um, through some weird relativity stuff, she ends up on Earth 30 years after Clark. Even though she is technically older than him, she was born first, um, Clark had the chance to grow up. And to her, Krypton just exploded. Yeah, in, the, uh, in Man of Steel, I don't know if you've read the comic book prequel that involves her but um in that she uh she's she got to earth on that ship that he finds in the arctic or whatever that's been there for thousands of years or hundreds thousands i think of it was years. twenty thousand for a long time yeah so she's pretty old i guess <laughs> and i don't know if, how they're gonna if they're going to pursue her at all in the man of steel movies or what but Good question. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if anyone else besides me was a dedicated Smallville fan, but uh, the way they handled Kara, (laughs) the way they handled Kara in that show was just it was great because you know they did the they went the suspended animation route and when she when she wakes up she tries to go to different preschools and find Kal El because she doesn't know that any time has passed so she's. She's she's <laughs> picking up all these kids, trying to find them, and it's funny. But <laughs> yeah, I've not seen Smallville. That was that was a little bit before I really got into DC more. So. I watched I watched the pilot and the finale when the finale actually aired, uh, <laughs> and I've seen a few episodes in between there. Personally, not impressed. Uh, I feel the same way about it as I feel about Arrow. Pretty people with pretty people problems. <laughs> uh, didn't didn't really care for the acting quality either. I know Jeremy disagrees, but uh, the was was not impressed with the actor they got to to play Clark. Way too pouty and emo for my taste. <laughs> I owed really every like the CW. <laughs> was that CW that aired? That? Yeah, yeah. I think or, right. It was WB. I and yeah, it was w- before it became the CW. Yeah. So yeah, same 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 problem with Arrow. It's the... <laughs> All I do have to say, when Arrow does get into the action, it it's awesome. So makes up for the uh, the drama. <laughs> Small, um, Smallville after... did have a uh, John Schneider though, so I'll give him that. But <laughs> yeah, he's the only Jonathan Kent that matters to me. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin Kevin Costner though. Kevin Costner, though. Hey, no, if you look up a he John Schneider... dog, so... <laughs> look up John Schneider reel of John Kent, and yeah. you'll understand that he's the yeah. only one who should have any business uh, he's, playing him. He's, I'm always going to associate him with the Dukes of Hazzard. And that's, <laughs> it, that, that's just amazing in its own right. I, I'm all right with Kevin Costner taking the role of, of Pa Kent. So... <laughs> After uh, Supergirl, we have a TV show that... Actually, the next two are both TV shows that used to be animated series. Um, first one is Static Shock, which looks like they're trying to get Jaden Smith. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> he so that could have been a cool show. Um, he was good in Karate Kid, but after that, it just kind of went downhill. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Plus, it looks like it's going to be just live-action digital shorts. So yeah, it's not going to be like a full length show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of Jaden Smith. So likewise. Yeah. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? <laughs> if, if 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 you're not following Jaden Smith on Twitter, I I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, He's, I, he's interesting. <laughs> I loved the Static Shock TV show. I used to watch that all the time as a kid. Um, and the episodes of Batman Beyond that he was in. Was he in the new adventures of Batman and Robin? There, there were a couple crossovers between a couple different series. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman, and Static Shock and Batman Beyond. Um, Static Shock just, only it, ever it's... really crossed over with the Justice League. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's, Batman it's been so Su- long. I know, I know there were, the, sorry. I'm sorry. The the finale for Batman Beyond was at, technically in Justice League Unlimited, and that was another crossover with Static Shock. 
uh, an older Virgil. I believe he was in his 40s in those episodes because it takes place in the future. But um, again, it was that was just a really quality animated TV show, and I yeah, I love that. I think one. it would be cool to see a live action adaptation, and I think um, again that that's I think that's a good thing because it'll bring some diversity um, into DC's market because um, having an this is a case where they're actually using an African-American superhero that's established in the mythos. And that, that's a great thing and not changing an existing character and changing their ethnicity, which is, I, I think is a problem that DC's been doing not to, uh, uh, this is kind of a Rocky, a Rocky topic, but I, I don't like when studios change something about an established character just to fit diversity in something there is plenty of material and plenty of other heroes that everybody wants to see that would bring diversity that we we don't need to change anything about anybody else yeah although i have to say Lawrence fishburne was fantastic as perry white but yeah it's Lawrence fishburne yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and and see that that's like I think it's a discernment thing. Like it, it really worked. It really worked for Perry White. Um, it really worked for um, Tombstone in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Um, I forget. Well, what was the actor's name? I can't. I, uh, I'm drawing a blank on that. But yeah, yeah, that's that's an instance where like the change. It wasn't changed like for a purpose. It was just a quality actor playing the role, and it, it fit really well. You get things like. Um, like what they're doing with the new Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is a fantastic actor. He was awesome in Chronicle. Love the guy to death. They're they're changing Johnny Storm's ethnicity and adding an unnecessary plot point on purpose, making him and Sue adoptive siblings and adding a story component that you know historically has not existed in the comics. That's that's unnecessary. Um, and we'll definitely get into everything with the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, that's well, a... actually, the people listening to this will have already probably heard that Excelsior episode. So yeah. enjoy the future. So that's <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. That, that that that's kind of just a tangent. But uh, well, let's take it. Let's take it with uh, the Flash. They changed um, Iris's ethnicity. Uh, historically, Iris has been a been a redhead, uh, like like Barry Allen. Um, which I mean, I th- that's fine. Um, I I don't have a problem with that casting. What they're doing, though, what they did in the comics because of that, though, um, in the New 52, they changed Wally West's ethnicity in the comics to match up with the show. That kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, Changing the books to match the TV show when the TV show isn't even at that point quite yet. They they changed Wally's ethnicity in the comics to be able to introduce him later on in the Flash TV show um, since Iris is African-American in the TV show. That uh, I, I'm not really okay with the TV universe influencing the comics universe that way. Um, Marvel's kind of really be the other way around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really. Um, there, I, I I don't know. Uh, that, that's kind of a that's kind of a rocky topic. But again, if it if it makes sense and it's not gonna muddy the story like like with Tombstone and Perry White and Man of Steel, it's fine. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne is awesome. Um, Michael B. Jordan is awesome, but to like to intentionally do that with the story, like what they're doing with Fantastic Four, um, I I disagree with that. Diversity for the sake of diversity is never really that good. Let's let's draw upon the wealth of actual established ethnic characters and make movies about them and TV shows about them. Let's get a Static Shock TV show. I would love to see Virgil on the small screen. Uh, we're finally getting the Black Panther movie that we need. Let's see more of Rhodes and. Um, in the cinematic universe, um, we're Agent Triplet and uh, all of them on Agents of Shield. It's great. Let's let let's have more diversity. I want more diversity. Let's do it where it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. the uh, The next show is another one that is based on a very popular animated series. Um, well, I assume there's probably also a comic book series, but I haven't. I, this one I haven't actually watched the show, but everybody keeps telling me to, which is Young Justice. It's becoming uh, a live-action series. They killed Young Justice. Oh my gosh, I hate uh, Cartoon Network Young for Justice. what they did. The travesty is likened unto um, the very thing that Fox did with uh, 
Firefly. Oh my yes, gosh. I, I don't know I if anything will ever hurt as badly as that. But anyway. <laughs> well, what they, what Fox did with Firefly is they had a series which they aired out of order on a bad time on a bad day, and they only aired a few of the episodes. It's, yeah. and they canceled it for getting low ratings. Of course, <laughs> you cancel it for getting. Oh gosh. But th- and I, t- I take it that's what happened with Young Justice. Yeah, kind this... of. They split. They split two seasons uh, into three, and there was a really long gap and all this crap. I mm. I loved Young Justice. Yeah. I DVR'd all of it, and I have it saved at home. Oh, it's <laughs> I watch it all the time. Um, I think it was the great. It was the greatest uh, superhero cartoon since Justice League. Um, it was it was the awesomeness of Teen Titans with more seriousness thrown into it. And it was a really good coming-of-age <laughs> cartoon that dealt with a bit more... I mean, Teen Titans really had its own mature moments, too, which was great. But um, the the difference in animation style and the different kind of confrontations that Young Justice had, even though it only ran for two short seasons and Teen Titans had five, I think, four or five, um, it just, like, the, the character development and the storylines, it was just phenomenal. And I loved seeing that and seeing... Um, the younger heroes that uh, like the the sidekicks independent of their mentors is always an awesome thing to see and it was just it was cut down in its prime and it was sad and a lot of us petitioned Cartoon Network but Cartoon Network doesn't give two craps about what its fans like and don't like (laughs) (laughs) yeah the fans are never the uh the biggest part of the audience unfortunately (laughs) sometimes that's good but (laughs) um yeah that is unfortunate coming off of Wow. Oh, oh, it's so funny. Well, this was Jeremy's uh, last time on... <laughs> Heresy! I, I Destroy it! Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, I understood that reference. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's talk I, about it. I haven't it. seen it, but the, the animation style turned me off. <laughs> well, it's um, just basically they... a, a more... I don't know, it's like the old animation, but like kind of westernized if you if you would could say that well the 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 old t the old tv show was already westernized anime ish well yeah but it, um yeah what, Even more what so. they did with teen titans go i think is when when young justice was running and when they had um uh green lantern the animated series they they had a couple dc shorts in that same uh animation style with the the chibi style um, Titans, and they they took that and ran with it and made it into a full length TV show idea, which I think was a mistake. It worked. The humor and the kind of the kind of offbeat uh, non seriousness worked for like little three minute shorts and kind of made us nostalgic for the old show. Taking that and running with it and making it a thirty minute episode or two two eleven minute episodes or whatever they do with it now, that was a terrible idea. And it's it's an affront to everything that Teen Titans stands for. And anybody who defends it is a moron. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's how you really feel. Well, <laughs> that, that hurts. If, if you watch Teen Titans Go, you're part of the problem. <laughs> so next we have, we have a DMZ, which is another Vertigo um, title. It's I haven't read it, but it's basically, from what I understand, it's in the near future, and America has a, had another civil war. And so now uh, Manhattan is a demilitarized zone, and so that that's the premise, huh. I guess. And this one is being made by uh, Sci-Fi, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. So oh, I, I guess think, they're going back, that, going back into actual, a... you know, Sci-Fi. Stuff. <laughs> that's a good choice. Yeah. I think that's a good choice for Sci-Fi to do. Yeah. Yeah. They do, they excel at that kind of, uh, you know, sort of near future post-apocalyptic ish military sci-fi stuff or at least have historically (laughs) Um, the next one is scalped which I had never heard of before (laughs) Um, looking up you know what's coming but I guess it's a it's a western slash crime series Um, I've never never read anything about it have you guys read that one at all I didn't even know it existed (laughs) I I I don't know much about Vertigo and Prince other than a little bit about Hellblazer, but um, if they're going, if this is a Western, that sounds like Jonah Hex to me, even though that's not a Vertigo character. 
maybe since DC owns Vertigo now, they could kind of cross over a little bit and get a good, finally get a good Jonah Hex story into something. And let's also, I just want to point out that just how, you know, as opposed to uh, Marvel, which is going to have shows on um, ABC and Netflix, DC has shows on the CW, Fox, NBC, and they're going to have shows on AMC, CBS, um, Blue Ribbon Content is making the Static Shock, uh, Sci-Fi, WGN America, TNT. Uh, so there's definitely no unified <laughs> sort of vision. Even I mean, I know they're not connected as a universe, but even just the tone that they want to go for, this is totally spread out across different people making all these things. Yeah, like, like I said earlier, this is kind of them just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks and where it sticks. Yeah. But so the next one though is something we've um, talked about. At least it's it, the cartoon it's based on is Titans. Well, cartoon that's based off the comic that it's also based off of. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm yeah, that is that is. I'm fair. super excited for Titans. Um, I <laughs> I think TNT is the perfect network to pick up a DC show on. Uh, I I'm behind the season almost the entire season. But Falling Skies, I think, is an amazing show uh, Spielberg's putting out on TNT. And if they can uh, keep that same kind of uh, tone through Titans, I think that would work really well. Um, plus, we know that it's going to be um, headlined by Nightwing instead of Robin. So we're kind of going to get a, a Teen Titans feel, but a, a bit more of an older team, I guess. Um, having Robin established for a while enough to be Nightwing in the TV show. Um, plus, I mean, those of us who grew up with the original Teen Titans TV show, I think everybody's going to want to watch this if it takes off and does really well. Um, and there's just a wealth of material for them to use. I mean, the comic books have been being published for as long as I can remember. Yeah, um, Garrick, you're a fan of the comics, right? Yeah. The Teen Titan comics? Yeah. Uh, Teen the Titan show would be more based off of the older titans like uh uh dick grayson becoming nightwing and leading raven and uh, uh starfire and uh, i think that would be very interesting there was a a titan series for a little while that, that kind of turned into a uh, uh what do they call it uh oh crap hold on real quick uh it, it was a uh, It was a, a series with uh, mostly older, uh, former uh, Titans who, oh, uh, the Outsiders, sorry, couldn't think of the name. Um, it was mostly older uh, superheroes who used to be kid uh, sidekicks and stuff, and even some who weren't um, going around and... Uh, you know, f mainly taking orders from Batman, but uh, I, I think uh, the the premise for that becoming a TV show would be interesting. And since they're using the Titans ep uh, part of it, it'll be even more so because there's always already uh, uh, young adults who were fans of the show as kids and uh, uh, of the ti Teen Titans uh, cartoon show as kids. So. I think it'll really pull an audience, and it'll be quite interesting. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, cartoons a kid. I never like you know, followed every episode like I did with uh, Justice League, but I did. You know, if it was on, I usually watched it. I think it came on. Don't know if it was new ones or reruns or whatever, but I believe episodes of it came on on Saturday morning. <laughs> so, yeah, that that show it's definitely one I'm going to have a lot of nostalgia factor watching the new live action series for. Yeah. There's two more upcoming shows, which, just just in case, if you're following along, um, yeah. there are, so let's see, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Theoretically, by nec in the next couple of years, if nothing gets canceled, we could be looking at around 14 DC shows, all live action, which is just wow. insane. Yeah. <laughs> Good in some ways. Uh, Let's be honest, though. How many of those are actually going to stick around? 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. Maybe two. I, I think, I think obviously, I Zombie will be the longest lasting of all of them. <laughs> um, ten seasons, easy. Uh, I hope it does well, honestly, because it looks interesting. But they're just they're shooting that one in the head. Um, so <laughs> next. <laughs> oh dear lord. Next, we have uh, Lucifer, which is based off of oh, the Sandman comics. This is going to be very interesting. I read the comics, and it was a very interesting plot based off of, uh, I guess you could call it, Judo-Christian mythology, like like what mostly like what Catholics uh, mm. set up. And it's a very interesting premise, and I hope they do a good job with it. I would love if it exists in the same universe as Constantine, provided it doesn't get canceled. I think it does. I'm not sure about that, though. Hmm. I think that would be a good move for them, for the, for the TV shows, at least. Yeah. If um, I haven't, I've perused a little bit of Sandman, but I haven't read the whole, uh, the whole imprint. Um, do, do they draw from Milton for Lucifer's characterization, like Paradise Lost? And that um, kind of deal, like you said, Judeo-Christian mythology, that I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they draw a lot from Milton's work. Yeah, yeah, they do. It, it The basic premise is God had two sons, quote-unquote sons, uh, Michael, the archangel, and Lucifer, the other archangel. And to Michael, he gave the power to create, and it's, like, really powerful and everything, but it's not you can't he can't he personally can't focus it like he's like the second most powerful being in the universe but he he can make stuff and destroy stuff but he can't make complicated things or or the like and then lucifer was given will to create like through lucifer uh the entire universe was created supposedly and and um then lucifer gets prideful and he leads in a rebellion against heaven and then michael destroys all of his followers and throws them into hell and then after i think it was uh, they put it 10 billion years um lucifer quits his job as king of hell and starts a <laughs> club in san francisco wow it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i wonder how well this is going to be received i mean just historically you know shows that are you know or movies that center on the devil as the main character aren't always received that well by american audiences just because of you know the the overwhelming sort of religious yeah um beliefs of uh americans so i wonder out of I don't know. out of curiosity could you name another show based off of with the premise of the devil as the main character because i can't think of any no, <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel I, I would have to uh, do some thinking to back that up, but I I do feel like there's been some maybe not as the main character, but just where it was, you know, a sort of yeah, yeah, sat, you know that the that whole you know satanic themed type of stuff, which it works when it's horror because you know horror fans don't care, but I don't know if they'd be able to do that with uh, and maybe it's just. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that is less based on things that have actually happened and more just what I think will happen, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if that would be well-received or not. Yeah. Well, in the in the comics, uh, Lucifer isn't inherently evil, I guess. He's just very, very prideful, and he thinks mm. he can do a better job than anyone else. And sometimes he can, and sometimes he can't. And... Uh, it's not very uh, horror-y like, right. like most things are in movies and whatnot with uh, the devil. But I don't know if they if they really put the effort into it, <laughs> they might actually do a good job. But then again, you could say that about all of these shows, right? Yeah. I uh, oh, um, can anybody hear my mic? Yeah. By the way, okay. Um, oh, can, that was a while ago that you sent that message. Can Can you hear me now? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're back. <laughs> I had a, I had a dropped call twice and just missed all the Lucifer stuff. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. That's okay. It's all right. Well, you'll hear it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last the last show is uh, one that I find interesting, Krypton, which the rumors have like compared it to you know kind of a Game of Thrones type of idea which is interesting like because it, obviously if they be... base it off of like yeah. like the krypton in the comic books they're kind of quote unquote above killing so i don't know how that's gonna go hmm. here's what i want to see from krypton this is what i wanted to see out of man of steel get michael shannon and russell crowe to come back and just have the two of them <laughs> pound around krypton like before the rebellion thing and that that that's that's all i want that is all i want because they they made man of steel for me just both of their performances as zod and jor-el and that character dynamic i just i loved it so much and both of them together i could have cared less about uh kal-el and henry cat even though henry cavill is amazing <laughs> i i could have cared less about superman and man of steel i wanted more jor-el and zod i i loved michael shannon and zod and I really doubt that that's what they're going to do for the TV show, just because it would be really hard to get those two guys uh, as top build audio, as top top build uh, actors onto a TV show like that. But that that would just be incredible to see more more Zod and Jor El uh, working together as old friends before the whole rebelling against the Council thing happened at the beginning of Man of Steel. If Krypton is going to tie in with uh, the movie universe, which I think it would make more sense for it to do that um, and kind of set the stage for what happened in the the opening 15 minutes of Man of Steel. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But that that's what I want. I want Michael Shannon and Russell Crowe, and I will be very unhappy if that's what they I They can't afford You know them. what? I, I don't need your sass and negativity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate. You know Great actors... They just can't, you know, they can't, uh, the studio can't afford them to to be on TV, you know? I, just... I think the main thing I want to see from Krypton is uh, floating chunks of rocks and corpses in space. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Just, just 22 minutes just... Of, of dead silent space footage of dead things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that 2001 A Space Odyssey? Oh, oh. yeah, basically. Ow. Well, well you're not wrong. <laughs> I understood that reference. I, I do like 2001, but anyway. Yeah, I think I think making it, like, I think the comparison to Game of Thrones was less about the, you know, the murder and sex and all that, but more about... You know, having it be about these sort of powerful people, you know, playing political games, mm. which I think would be an interesting way to take it. Yeah, because uh, we have all this Krypton history. You know, they talk about how they went into space, and you know, they cut off the colonies and basically sent them to die. <laughs> and uh, we have the choice to have harvest our babies instead of actually naturally birthing them which is interesting so that i mean if they wanted to do something uh like that where it, sh- it showed more of their the kryptonian history then i'd be on board with mm. that yeah you, jeremy you said you're a pretty big superman fan right <laughs> i am <laughs> so you so you probably know all about like uh, the history of Krypton and all that thing, I guess. Uh, well, it just depends on the, uh, which way or the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, incarnation. Uh, yes, of Krypton. There was a book yeah. that came out that I read. Um, the name of it slips my mind, but it, it's all about how Jor-El and and Zod come to the conclusion that hey. Our planet's gonna blow up. What are we gonna do about it? Man, <laughs> wow, crap! It's, it was a really good book, um, but I just can't remember the name of it now. But they should have just sent Matthew McConaughey into space. That would have solved everything. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, totally off topic. Interstellar is good. Go see it. But anyway, um, 
so that's the last of the shows we know of so far. We wait for them to announce, you know, ten more that are coming out. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying all the ones that are on right now. Uh, obviously, I said I'm catching up on Arrow, so I'm not quite there yet, but I don't know if I can keep up with, you know, even if some of them get canceled, I don't know how, how I could keep, keep up with, like, eight or nine shows even, let alone 14. Yeah. It's going to be getting difficult soon. Going to have to wait mm. till summer to catch up on all of them. <laughs> but that's we're, we're a little bit over an hour now, so I think that'll probably be a good place to go ahead and wrap things up is yeah we covered everything <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> gave some controversial opinions about some things <laughs> especially Teen Titans Go <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry but <laughs> it's just Scott's you know. most beloved show it's, 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 it's inexcusable I... <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, and ideally this will this episode will go up on Wednesday, and I think I think we should try and make that the norm. You know, just expect an episode of Shazam every Wednesday and Excelsior every Monday. In this case, it's going to be probably Tuesday for this week, but in general, yeah, I like it. I can dig it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So in the meantime, uh, thanks Jeremy for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, Garrick Scott, thanks for coming back. Always a pleasure. And we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. (laughs) Nice. Ben? Hello? Anybody? Anybody there? Somebody. Oh, no. Guys! Guys, what happened? I'm lost. <laughs>